All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, January 5th of 2024 here. Looking ahead, we have an 11-game NBA main slate here. I do know that we also have NFL on a Saturday tomorrow, and then we have a three-game NHL slate today. So this is our last show of the week, everybody. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions about uh, anything over the weekend here, today is the day to get those questions in and get those questions answered. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. There's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You can get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there's a link in the description below. You also get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the Sabersim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that all said here, let's get the app pulled up. And let's jump right in. So we're going to start with questions that came in in the Discord. As always, we have a couple questions here in the YouTube chat. So uh, let's jump right in. Looks like first one here. So so there's a quick question here. I did respond to it in the Discord. Um, really with like all the information that I had. So I actually don't have like a ton of information on this topic. But I'll, I'll tell you guys what I do know. So the question was, what kind of backtesting have you done to compare your simulation-based projection to baseline and other prediction models? Can you share any metrics or visualizations? Is the value in simulation primarily the correlation between events, or are the individual player projections also better than alternative approaches? Okay, good question. So uh, the answer that I do have to this question is that, uh, you know, I'm not directly involved with this process, so I don't know all the ins and outs, but what I do know is that we use a back testing system that measures our average projections and percentile outcomes against actual results. So for example, you know, do scores that we say will happen 15% of the time or less actually occur at that rate. And then based on those findings, we make improvements to our models from there. So we do that. Uh, the best thing about having play-by-play -play simulations is the accurate range of outcomes that you get. So we're not assuming that all the players are normally distributed. We are taking an approach here where we are uh, running simulations from the ground up rather than a top-down approach. So if we go over to sport like NHL, you're going to see that, hey, you know, NHL players are far from normally distributed based on our play-by-play -play simulations. They have this big, you know, um, uptick here and then the big it's like a it's called like a right skewed data set here where their most likely outcome is far below their mean but it's all these really high you know very small percentage of the time outcomes that really drive that mean up so in those cases the mean and the median are going to be further off than if the player is normally distributed so the mean is going to get pulled further to the right by those high uh point outcomes than the median will so just some thoughts for you there but that is probably the extent of my knowledge on that topic. All right, next question here. Question says, what does my bankroll need to be in order to justify the monthly cost of your subscription in your opinion? That is, at what point does the EV generated by SaberSim outweigh the monthly cost? Okay, so um, really, I don't think this is a question of bankroll. I, I think this is a question of how much volume do you play? So the reason I say that is, you know, you could have a thousand dollar bankroll and, you know, be playing, you know, 5% of that, which is like 50 bucks. 
But if you are only playing every Sunday main slate, well then, Hey, you're only getting like two to $300 down a month. So as opposed to somebody playing NBA, somebody playing NHL, somebody playing all these daily sports, you're getting that money in every single day. And then, so your monthly volume goes up and, and what you should be thinking is like, Hey, what is my long-term ROI? So I've heard, you know, good ROIs at low stakes go anywhere from like 10 to 30%. And then when you move above the low stakes, it, it goes closer to that like 10% range here. So, you know, if you're making like a 30% ROI, but you're only getting $3,300 down a month, well then, you know, that is, uh, what is that? Like 90 bucks. But if you're getting, if you're playing, you know, 30 days in a calendar month and you're, and you're paying 50 bucks a day, well, then, you know, your, your monthly volume goes up significantly. So the ROI goes up significantly. So what you can expect to return also goes up significantly. So I would really look at how many days a month you're playing, how much volume you're playing, and then see, you know, Hey, if I were to make 10% ROI, how much am I making? Does that justify the cost? If I'm making, you know, 30%, does that justify the cost? And kind of just like, uh, play with some numbers to see, you know, what subscription level makes the most sense for your current bankroll. All right. Question from Glee. Question says, if we backtest, what will it show us about the lineups? Will it show user settings? Uh, no, it it won't exactly show user settings. So so really, when, when you guys talk about backtesting, you know, I think about contest flashback here. So let's go like talk about contest flashback, maybe like for yesterday's NBA slate. So, you know, as far as contest flashback goes, you know, you go to your uh, yesterday slate, you go to contests, you go to all contests, you click on a contest here, and then it's going to pull up all the lineups from the contest, right? Now, what you can do is you can go in here and say, okay, you know, I can go to users. Hey, how did, how did my lineups grade out SIM ROI wise? How did other top players lineups grade out SIM ROI wise, et cetera, et cetera here, right? So, this is what we refer to as like back testing is going back into the slate, you know, seeing how your portfolio graded out, seeing the differences between your portfolio and top players. So like if I wanted to look at only 150 maxers, you know, who submitted the best uh, set of lineups. And in this case, it looks like it was OCD OBV, which is Kurt from the discord. So, um, you know, Garns had another really good set, right? So you can go in here and you can look like, okay, you know, what did Garns do? And, and, what did the stack exposures look like? You know, what players did he get to? What players did he fade? You know, and you could try to see some of the characteristics about his lineup set, right? So like that is one way to like study a pro. And if you're looking for more ways to do that here or more valuable insight about how to go about that process, I would go over to our YouTube channel here. And then one of our most recent videos from Jordan was review your results and study the pros contest flashback walkthrough, basically showing you how to do that process. So I'll drop that link in the chat here so you guys can check that out. All right. Jumping over to the YouTube chat. Question from Noah. Hi, Andrew. For NHL today, what does the risk-adjusted ROI lineup look like in terms on numbers of players from the same team? I keep seeing teams winning with five or six players from the same team. Uh, I mean, you know, that could definitely happen, you know, just like heavy, heavy team stacking, you know, grabbing a couple different lines. So that's okay. You know, I think like the most popular stack in NHL is like a four, three, but like, Hey, you know, maybe people are playing five twos a lot, right? Uh, six stacks are okay as well. So what I would do is just go into this, go into the app, you know, run a SIM, run a contest SIM, and then see what you're seeing on the other side. Second question is a 90th percentile tile team close in projection to a lower percentile team. Um, 
I'm not exactly sure what you mean by a 90th percentile team as opposed to a lower percentile team. So not, not sure how you're using that word team there. So if you just clarify that for me, I'd be happy to give you my thoughts. All right. Question from Reed here. So question from Reed says, if I change the score of an NBA game, should I wait after final sim? Correct. Changing the score and then simming would be the incorrect way. Um, so, so what I would do here is I would change the score first. So if I go to today's NBA slate and I go to team stacks and then I'm going to change the score here for, for Indiana. So say I'm going to, you know, bump them up, you know, a point and a half here or something like that. Right. I'm going to hit yes. So then now this change is going to be reflected in the player projections here. So then if I go and find Indiana, here we are. So then I can see that, you know, all the players got adjusted here. And then you can also see that, you know, it does have an effect on the entire game. So then the players for Atlanta are also going to be adjusted as well. I would make that change and then run your lineups. Or if you run a set of lineups, you decide to go in and change it. Then I would use the rebuild lineups button from that point on. All right, Hiker Willie, I've been using Saber Sim Ultimate for one week. Contest flashback shows my NBA Sim ROIs generally near the top of my contest, including the two top 10 Sim ROIs, very minimal profits. Am I on the right track? Yes, I would definitely say so. So this is one of the best conclusions that you can come to. It's like, hey, I'm submitting good, solid portfolios that have long-term winning ROIs. Now it's just a matter of staying in the games long enough, not making mistakes, and uh, – allowing yourself to realize that ROI. So the ROI numbers are going to help you out a ton to understand that, hey, you're doing something right. Now you just need variance to fall your way. So, uh, you know, variance does and luck do come into play because you don't know what day you're going to win. So you hope it's today and all you can do is just continue to have a solid process. But the bigger your sample size, you know, the, the closer to that theoretical ROI you're going to get. So that's why it's very important to have good contest selection and bankroll principles. Noah said, as in, if you run the build for NHL, the first lineup is optimal. Then you choose a 90th percentile lineup has a certain projection. How far down in the projection is an 80th percentile team? Okay, so I think we're talking about like the percentiles here. Um, Just so you guys know, like every time you sort by a percentile, right? So like say that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like build some lineups here. I'm going to sort by a percentile afterwards. So I'm just going to build 500 lineups here. And while these, Lineups build here. Our man, Jay Sam Jr. saying, let's go Saberson. Hell yeah, let's go. So getting back, getting back to the example. So you run the build, right? And then you wait to see what you get here on the other side. So it all depends on your sorting metric. So originally it's always going to be sorted by Saber score, which is our in-house lineup grading metric here. And then from there, you can switch over to the percentiles. So like, say you want to go and sort by 98th or 85th percentile. So what this is going to show you is the lineup that has the highest 85th percentile. And then as you go down, these lineups have lower and lower 85th percentiles. And then you can go and say, okay, I want to see the highest 95th percentile. And then and then you go down and then down. So uh, you're taking each percentile, ranking it from highest to lowest is what is happening there. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions in both the YouTube chat and the Discord. So appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we'll be right back here on Monday. For our next show, my man Reed said thanks. Yes, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, J. Sam Shooter said I took down multiple six-mans on price picks. 
Thanks to Saber Sims teams and their projections. Hey, man, happy you're finding different ways to use the Sims. So congratulations to you. But all right, everybody, I will catch you all next week. Take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.